boys online tonight. The boys night out podcast. Yeah. 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 Time now is 5.33 on the clock. The boys are out this afternoon on a happy Monday. My name is Slick Rick. Uh, this is Tony Tony. My name is Gino Hilliamore. I just got to say, today is a great day. I haven't gotten slapped. You know, like, it's just... I think that's a win. I think that's a win. Um, obviously, the big news is, is how uh, Chris Rock got slapped. And I yeah. mean, like, bitch slapped by by Will Smith. But uh, I, I always have to look at uh, the wider. You know, I mean, it is Hollywood. It is. You know, I mean, TV isn't doing well. You think so it's, always, it was? It was. You know, premeditated. Like it was. It was a skip. Because if it is, man, I gotta give I all think, of the people think, credit because like they well, acted the crap out of that one. You know, maybe, maybe it was Honestly, just between them. It was them. Then, it was between them and no one else. I think no one else, Chris, yeah. because you know, Gino, the lawsuit on that. Yeah. Chris Rock would definitely lay cash um, in on that. Yeah, for sure. Cash in on that. And, and the fact, the fact that uh, the os the the security personnel did not actually detain or um, step in, that, which is kind of funny because usually uh, security is very secure. You know, what I mean, they're, they're the. It's the Oscars. Everyone there is like rich and famous, so uh, definitely you'd want security. Whoever it is who may go crazy, may go nuts. And the fact that if you look at the slow mo, someone actually posted this on Twitter. Chris Rock fo- went forward for the slap. He did not even flinch to, and his eyes were open. His right. eyes were actually. Mm. And usually, uh, like that's like uh, a and, re- and, an involuntary I don't know, reaction. I don't, to kind of- yeah, I don't know about you, Gino, but my black friends would not throw a slap. They would Fist, Mike mm. Lowry, or right. bad boy. <laughs> you know, know, you talk man, about my wife. Yeah, well, I, I mean, been, he was also Muhammad Ali, so he knows so, how to throw. <laughs> so me, I'm thinking, hey Chris, you're gonna talk about my wife. You're gonna say a couple jokes. This would be great. We're gonna get ratings. Uh, we're gonna get people hits are gonna on, be talking on, about on the Oscars, yeah. like anything. Yeah. And, yeah. And 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 I'll be sticking up for my wife who's going through something, uh, which, which makes is, me look uh, good. You know, alopecia. Yeah. Uh, I'm you know I mean I'm at the tail end probably of my career. He's done everything, and this is the only award that he hasn't won. So why don't we go do this? And because it's unbecoming, it's unlike Will Smith, who's got yeah. a very squeak clean image. You know, if anything, it's his wife that cheated first, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking this is one way of just yeah letting it out um, and. And probably it was just between him and Chris because his PR came out, uh, Denzel came out. So, uh, but for Chris to step forward, if you see the video, it's like he, he was waiting for it. Um, any any right guy that doesn't want to get hit would flinch. Flint's I would back. flinch. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. He actually he, he went forward. <laughs> unless unless I, he thought that it was like a parang you know maybe like he maybe thought thing. that Will Smith would would exchange a few words with him or, or something mm-hmm. to that effect. You know. I, I I don't think he would have been as composed to get back into the script. Uh, or his monologue because he was just on he, he paused for a bit and then the, there was silence right in the yeah, audience and then uh, Will Smith I said mother effer uh, don't you ever uh, keep my, uh, what? Keep my, uh, keep my wife's, wife's name, name out of your mouth. mouth yeah 
Get your wife, your get effing. my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Mm-hmm. And that was the first. And you know how Will Smith doesn't even swear or cuss yeah. in his rap songs because he doesn't want to send that message. And then all of a sudden, there's this. Well, and I don't have, know if you guys were well, able to catch his speech. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. It yeah. was like, I want to be yeah. the vessel of love. Oh, okay. Love there and you light. Go. There you oh, go. That's, that's so okay. strange. That, that's yeah. what you get. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things where people will be, oh, they'll be still talking about it for months to come. And yeah. then watch, well, on, on, watch on all Twitter. of a sudden, it's going to happen. That, oh, they have a movie, by the way. Like, oh. Well, on Twitter, it already is. It's, it's, it's no, there's no excuse to, to react that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That is true. Uh, does not does not solve things, and the fact that we are um, actually normalizing this is physical assault on a big scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now lawyers are looking into it. I, I wouldn't. I, if if it is fake, we'll find out. You know what I mean? We'll really find out because now people are saying, "Hey, this is normalizing." So people are gonna think, "Okay, if you talk about my girlfriend, you talk about my wife. Yeah. I have every right to punch Will you Smith in the face yeah. or slap you in the face." Exactly. Yeah. This is this is what's wrong. Yeah. Uh, Although I wanted yeah. to get your two cents worth on this because I mean, obviously, like if you look at the internet, it's it's a little bit divided. You've got people siding with Chris Rock saying, um, "You know, yo, you didn't deserve that. You know, it was a joke." Then there are people who are siding with Will, who are saying, "If anyone talks about my." wife or my girlfriend that way you know I would I would I would do the same thing and then you also have people who are like you know, they're both wrong one Chris Rock shouldn't have talked ish about you know Jada and then Will Smith shouldn't have reacted that way now hear me out um because it's easy I think it's relatively easy For us to say Like okay Yeah don't do that Because obviously uh, It doesn't require violence on, on, a, on somebody's end But we also don't know Like the kind of struggle That Will Smith And Jada have been going through Who knows Because it seemed like You know just judging from the situation It really looked like Chris Rock just hit a nerve You know what I mean That that like Maybe it's something that is That we can't understand Because we haven't gone through it Maybe It's a It's a It's a, it's a cumulative kind of thing This was the last straw That kind of Broke the camel's back right? But uh, oddly enough If you watch the video And then uh, Chris lets go of the joke He was laughing ba? He was laughing yeah. uh, And then he He looked at his wife I think uh, na Napahiya <laughs> exactly and then that's when he snapped nah, uh, okay that's when I'm gonna do something I mean I, I totally understand uh, what, what you were saying Gino is that sometimes we don't know people's struggle right? I mean yeah. for, for example like a uh, perfect example would be Chadwick Boseman yeah. I mean uh, when, when people were asking him about the next movie yeah. he just kind of said I'm not I'm not gonna be there yeah and, and then we just didn't realize that at that it's point because he was dying Yes yeah. He already knew And then yeah. we just don't know That if Jada is going Through something More than alopecia. Right Yeah And then all of a sudden It's just like Okay It, it just flooded him With emotion Emotion and, yeah. Which he couldn't so, control anymore Yeah Yes And I mean you, I, Like I, what Tony was saying I, Like Denzel talked to him uh, Tyler Perry I mean those guys Are like Whoa Yeah hey, just, just to calm him down That's just oof, That was The thing is He was laughing he was laughing. Yeah. And if you're going to be laughing, you have no effing right. This is Chris Rock. This is the comedian. Of all the stand up comedians, you should understand that he's going to come out and say something about anyone. And the fact that, you know, he's going to, yes, it is a touchy subject, alopecia. But I mean, 
it's Chris Rock. You're, he's paid to be on those on that stage, and any other host, whether it be who's the last one who hosted it, was it uh, the British guy? What's his name? Uh, Ricky. He was even Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Gervais. Rick, he's even. He's he's, he's worse. even worse. Yeah, that dude's rude. Yeah. He, He's he straight up wrong. He goes like Chris Rock has actually, yeah. yeah. Chris Rock has tamed down so much from how he used yeah. to be. You know, after even after his marriage, um, and he was caught cheating as well. So I mean, I, I don't know with 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 Will Smith. It, I think it's uh, I think it's just a I think it's a skip that just is. We're all playing. We're all we're all just riding onto it right now as <laughs> so, we're talking about so it. Which, so it's kind of like a, it's reality. It's like a reality movie type ish now. All of yeah. watch everyone. Talk I, I about definitely it. think that Will Smith isn't gonna get out of control to the point where he's gonna put himself in a major lawsuit like this. And the fact that Chris is just quiet, we don't know. I it, we'll find out. If Chris slaps a lawsuit, then it's then it's not. Oh. Then it was actually. So it, was, it was not fake. It was not staged. I was really thinking but, about um, it earlier, and and. Like really trying to think of, because it's hard to, it's hard to, you know. There's a side of me that's like, okay, maybe Chris was out of line. Sure, I get it. You know, he's a comedian. That's that's what he does. But in today's day and age, you know, comedians get away with very little. Mm. Um, and then on the one hand, I also really think that Will Smith overreacted. And I was just thinking about it. Naparang, how great would it have been if Will Smith, instead of slapping Chris Rock, you know, went up to the stage, got the microphone, and said something along the lines of badly put, like, yo, it's never okay to make fun of somebody's medical condition. He would have been the hero for all. You know what mm. I mean? Like he would have yeah. he would have championed uh verbal discussion over violence. He would have championed yeah. uh, you know, taking care of and and still being protective of, standing of up. your family, right? Yeah. Standing up. yeah. He's standing up for, for people who are uh, going through uh, a medical medical or, or chronic illness. Yeah. People make fun of people with everyone. And we, we don't know that they're going through something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish he had the, the consciousness. But I think this would have, this this got more hits than anything. Because Twitter is like going nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, this morning, this morning I'm, I'm, that's how I found out. I'm like, yo. And Everybody then they, was talking about it, yeah. And then, and then I saw Chris's uh, his uh, one of his buddies uh, DL Hewley. Why would you? Why would any and he, he used the N word? Uh, step forward. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm like exactly. And if you if you're pissed, why slap? Why bitch slap? Actually, why didn't he yeah. And it was a, Did you see the hand? It yeah, was, yeah, it was It was It was almost meditated. comical It was almost yeah, comical Yeah, right? like, like the Like the Batman it, Robin Batman. Yeah, yeah, the Batman yeah. meme So that's basically For me I think it's It's scripted between Two people <laughs> Two people <laughs> knew about Batman Robin movie And their movie Is just all about memes oh. So that's what They're gonna do All throughout the different scenes Like uh. the memes But let's Let's oh, just we'll see it. Chris Rock Let's just say That it's real if it is real yeah. I was thinking about it also because there are certain situations where I'd like to believe that I would be able to to do the civil thing but obviously there are triggers like if you mm. talk certain points about you know my family or my wife or my girlfriend or whatever that as much as you would want to control yourself you think that you might actually snap mm. so parang yun din yung naisip ko eh, na parang it's it's honestly so 
it's tough. this is the first time in a while that I've really been stumped as to like okay what would who's I wrong here mm. oh it's a for me right now, they're both kind of wrong. Like, you know, Chris Rock, sure, you're doing wrong. your job. They're yeah. both wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, but, but then, then, look then at that's, it from- that's what it is, is that they, you, you hit you hit the nail uh, on the, the head, is that it's a job. It, yeah. He was paid to do that. I mean, that's what he's there, is to entertain everyone. I mean, be at the expense of, say, the audience. I mean, we also see it in the ESPYs. I mean, we saw yeah. Drake uh, drilling all those... Uh, Professional athletes—they're they're just sitting there. They're laughing. You yeah. know, some—I mean, KD wasn't laughing. But I think that's different. Yeah. I think that's different from roasting. Um, North American comedy is different because you can make fun of anyone, just not anyone with an illness. I think when you hit someone with an illness, it's a low blow. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think that's where people hit a nerve. If, if, if you're critically ill and you're dying, okay. But if you're not, that's fine. You can you can make fun of, you know, how bad I am, how terrible I am, how funny I, I, I look, whatever. Even even fat jokes, skinny jokes, color jokes. You know what I mean? They, it's done in North America. The roasting is is un, is by far the the it's it's the lowest of low when yeah. they roast. Yeah. I mean, even comedy now is so light. Like I yeah, mean, it, to, unlike yeah, yeah, water, yeah, you're treading you know, light water. You know, uh, Andrew Dice Clay is is probably the most vulgar, most despicable stand-up comedian I've ever heard. You know, live and. I, he would never survive in in, in this in this day and age. <laughs> Hell no. Um, and and it's it, Chris Rock knew I was coming to him, uh, but um, I think it could have been handled a different way. I think all of that could have been handled a different way. But I think at the end of the day, you know, ABC wants to get hits. How do we get people to view and watch and With talk an about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and, it is and, a hit. <laughs> and honestly, that hit was. I would think it would be a punch more than anything. Very nice to say. If if this turns out to be a staged thing, it's gonna backfire like anything. Like if if let's just say Chris Rock and Will Smith eventually come out and say like, oh, it was a skit, dude. Like I don't think people are gonna take that in a good way. Or they're gonna keep it quiet. I think for now, let's see how it pans. If if there are charges, then it wasn't a skit. Yeah. If there are charges, like the LAPD, um, he, Chris did not press charges. Yeah. They had actually right after the the board the board and the committee, actually the Los Angeles LAPD actually came out and asked if they were gonna press charges, and uh, the victim uh, did not actually press yeah, any press charges. charges. Yeah. No. And it's weird. There was nothing. He did not come forward. So Chris Rock and Jada worked in the movie before like they were together in Madagascar, Madagascar right Madagascar, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. the voiceover so yeah. it's gonna be so funny the next one isn't there another one uh, it's well, gonna be so this, weird I, that, I don't know that <laughs> they're, they're not gonna be in the same room recording mm-hmm. <laughs> but and, and, it, it's just gonna be end up weird because what's gonna happen now because Chris he does but, but have then, but then the he does is, have a tour coming up yeah. I mean that's gonna sell a lot of a lot of tickets is that uh, people would want to hear his side I'm sure he's gonna come out with Jokes about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. might as well make it sure. into something. And, mm. and I and I know in this in with 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 uh, with the Smiths, yeah, they're so forgiving. Freaking Jada cheated on 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 Will, and she forgave him. And and she was he was actually part of that. You know, I mean, he would invite him over. He would invite the rapper over. They would have dinner. They would have you know conversations. 
um, and he was so cool with it. He was so calm, collective. Yeah. But then he talks about when Chris Rock talks about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's, uh, you know, being in GIG, and then he goes crazy. I'm like, where's the there's, there's a, a disconnect? disconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's know, a disconnect. If you know, if you know of, of a guy sleeping with your wife and she is attracted to him, why invite him over? Why actually engage in conversation? I'm like, wow. I go, you know, if you, if anyone had watched that uh, YouTube video um, of of Jada Pinkett Smith opening about how she cheated and Will Smith being there, you'll see that Will Smith is he's a bit whipped, and it doesn't, it doesn't. There's no connection. I I, I don't see how he could get mad at this being on a world stage, th- millions of viewers. Meanwhile, you know, I mean, uh, a twenty-year-old sleeping with Jada, and he's like, you know, well, let's it, invite yeah, him over. Exactly. Yeah. It, what did she? What did she call it? She had a tra- um, transgression. It wasn't cheating. Transgression. Uh, yeah, mm. transgression. She called it. It was a transgression, and I was like, wow, okay. Uh, and then Will Smith eventually also came out, right, saying that he also. Yeah. He's been doing, um, but yeah. it was. But it was it was her that first started, or she cheated first. Well, it doesn't matter who cheated. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still wrong. The end of the, it's like you said, you know, who's who's right and who's wrong. Both, Both are, are, wrong. Are, are wrong. The methods they did it, that, you know, the, the joke was low, the hit was really low. It was even lower because you want to be the better man, especially being, you know, an idol and you want to represent, uh, you know, love and light, yeah. whatever you want. You want to be a, quote unquote the vessel of love, mm-hmm. a vessel. You know, if if Dalai Lama, if the Dalai Lama saw that, I'm like, oh, hell no, you ain't no vessel. <laughs> that is not just, being a vessel of love, my friend. And, Stop yeah, putting yourself. That's not love. Love, love would not do that. You know, genuine love does not hit. It, genuine love would forgive and, and explain and and actually have a dialogue on stage, like you said, Gito. Hmm. If that was genuine love, you don't hit another person. You know, what I mean, you don't use violence at all. Um, if anything, you you have to go. Who hurt you, Chris? Well, I know your wife left you and took half your money, but other than that, uh, you know, I mean, like whoa, oh, you know, for for Will Smith who has such a squeaky clean image, it's like one wrong thing. Oh man, and but. You know, I mean, he's he's been he's been Ali, he's been what uh, Chris Gardner from uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. So, uh, and now he's he's an Oscar award winning. So, I I I think he's he's really he's really I, I don't know if this will dent his 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 name his career, because of, yeah, because he was sticking up. I think it was just people will forgive and forget which is mm-hmm. which is bad as well like Twitter said this is not the right way to do it uh, normalizing physical abuse because now we're going to see more people and they're like okay it's black on black it's, it's fine, no, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah no it's not fine whether it's black white yellow brown violence is not going to be okay and, and I, maybe they might have to do something just so that to save their assets from this you might be right yeah. you know that this could blow up in their faces even more, even even worse than we suspect. Um, but if no one, if if Chris Rock doesn't file any charges, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the the committee will do. Because that was basically violence. That's that's assault. Oh yeah. 
And uh, I can say eventually, you know, there, there'll be some anger management issues that maybe they'll ha- he'll have to do a video. It's like, okay, you know, I, I, I acknowledge uh, my anger and it was wrong for me. I mean, you, you know, you could see that coming down the line and then, you know, say for Chris Rock, not understanding, okay, uh, I, I, I did not understand be- the struggle. They actually said, one actor said, this must be a good promo for something that they're doing. Um, so there might be actually something to, to that will catapult into uh, into something more Yeah. for these two guys. I am legend. Because they're like, trade up assault. The Hollywood machinery, man, like, I mean, you would be surprised at the amount of bullshit that they've come up with just to be able to promote stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. and like exactly. what exactly. seems what seems ridiculous or what seems crazy or just you know far off left field is something that they've actually that's why I think away with. that's why I think that's why I think it's between Chris and Will. Uh, it has to be so organic hmm. that the people closest to them also play their part that they don't know. Yeah, I think that's the only way it works. Um, I think when you don't tell your PR. I think when you tell security, okay, I'm going to come up on stage, don't, don't, don't do anything. Because any any other person that went on, if, if there was a stranger... But then again, that's also Will Smith like, going up the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're, you're not going to exactly. stop him, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and one person actually said, there you go with uh, the rich and famous, getting away... With murder, mm. if that was any other person walking that up had the slapped yeah, Chris, yeah, um, we would see a different kind reaction. of uh, reaction. Yeah. Um, and oh, obviously, if it was a stranger, Chris would not. Chris would run. Yeah, like why are you <laughs> coming up the stage? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Or uh, security, no. security. <laughs> the fact that Chris laid there and took it. And looked at Will in the eyes was definitely premeditated in some sort of way. But mm. the uh, there thing, was definitely a conversation. The thing that makes you don't doubt wait. that though is how, if you notice, like after he got slapped and he had to continue on with his spiel, yeah. you could clearly see that he was shaken up. You know what mm. I mean? Like the way he was delivering yeah. his lines, the way he was talking. I mean, you guys know this. Like, whenever something throws you off, whenever you're hosting, essentially yeah. that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you you start to kind of but I think crumble. But I think he had to play he had that to also. hit him huh. a certain force to the fact that it has that to. Yeah, look, you have to sell it. Oh, lightly, like like bitch slap lightly. It doesn't. It doesn't sell it. It doesn't. You know what I mean? The okay, he got slapped. Oh, but okay. Great, and then and then I like how Will actually came out and said something, you know, uh, sticking up for his wife after he was laughing. You know, <laughs> it's just like okay, exactly. I, I mean, that's the odd part like, is that you laugh at someone else's joke, but then all of a sudden, ka, But there's something wrong there. I mean, even Doc, she she pointed it out. She's like, he was laughing, and then when he looked over, that's what it was. That's that's what it changed. It was like okay, it's not a joke anymore. It's serious. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I we'll have to see. Uh, I think it's it. Chris will be the will be the only one that actually will find out if if there are charges or not. And if there are no charges, then because if we didn't, no, eh? we didn't. Uh, alam mo yung like out of 
I I don't know. I guess respect or some weird form of uh, feeling sorry for what he did. Maybe that's why he won't press charges. I don't know. Because it's also like let's just say I got slapped by I don't know Solen or something. Hopefully mm. not. Well, I don't think I'd sue her for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also oh, be like, hey, Solen, it has to be, it has, it has to be a guy like on guy. guy. Okay, it has to be a dude. It can be fine. You know, like either or, way, parang I'd or he even say say Nico Bolzika. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, oh, he, I think, he, he has such I a think, nice image, diba? I mean, yes, he never saw actually, him really perfect. mad. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. No, but I think, Although I don't I think, think I'd, I'd take it as well as Chris Rock would, because like no. after the slap, like he was standing and he was he was fine. Nico Bozico slapped me on the face. I'd be like, ah, oh, the abs, you know, like <laughs> you, 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 you thought me holding your face too. Face. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're not a stand-up comedian, so yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, if Alex Kalea, which he does, I, I've had people come up to me and actually. Uh, several times, mm. and and wanna kick his ass or or say something to his face. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know, he. I tell them, don't take it personal. Mm. Don't take it personal. Mm. If you take it personally, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna beat up everyone that makes fun of you, that talks shit about you, and you, there's not enough time, and there's not there's too many people in this world to waste your energy on those kind of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just let it slide and, 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 and let that ego go. You know, it's not easy. It's not simple. Mm. But it's better than getting a, you know, an assault charge on you. Yeah. And going to jail. You know. Um, but to each his own, some people need to, you know, back in the day, suntu na lang. Now it's rolls online. And kind of, yeah. you know, show everyone you know, kinda, that you're the alpha I, male. I, I kind of like, you know, back in the day where... You don't say shit You don't start shit Yeah Now is You start shit online Oh my gosh You're the one stress <laughs> You don't even know the person And you're stressed Yeah <laughs> You have no idea Who's fighting you Across the I know Other other town Other city Other other country And you have a bad day Your day is starting so bad uh, That You know what I mean It, it ruins everything It's true though Slow. Yeah and, and so Don't take it personal that's the key. You don't take anything personally, um, and you just carry on, uh, which is something that some of us need to practice. Some of us get triggered so easily, um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's something that uh, that detox, the social, social media detox. Some people are on it, some people aren't. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's a big lesson here uh, that physical abuse is not the answer mm-hmm. no matter what at any day uh, normalizing it is, is not good because uh, we all know that uh, you know you know physical abuse especially with, with spouses and, and girlfriends and boyfriends um, no one wins yeah. no one wins yeah. so well, your ego does you know like for yeah, a little bit yeah, yeah for a little the way that yeah. Will Smith walked back to his chair like he was he had, yeah. like he had his oh, yeah, chest he all puffed mm-hmm. out and whatever yeah yeah, he was smiling. Yeah. He was smiling, and 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 if you look before he even sat down, mm. as soon as he stepped down the stairs, he was smiling because there's a slow mo of it on Twitter. It's so uncharacteristic, so, know, of, of you know everything that Will yeah. Smith has shown us so of, far. Yeah, he turned around as if it nonchalantly, like, yeah, I I f bitch slapped him, yeah. and I was like, 
Okay, and he's smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is not well. I'm like, but then he said, the devil's, when you're at the top, the devil's closest to you. So I like to say, yeah, I guess so, right? I guess, you know, maraming tukso. Maraming even more temptations in oh, terms of... Oh, kaya ang daming devils na pumapaligid sa'yo toon. So you're oh. always at the top, eh. Hey, ako yung devil, bro, eh. Once Chuck is next to you, alam mo na. Oh. Uh, uh, I know when you're... Made it. Oh, exactly. Oh, I'm doing well. When I'm near you, you must be at the top of your career. That's the only way. If you're at the top of your game, I'm next to you. Now, if, uh, a, if a girl comes up to toads and I'm like near you, like, alam na. You might mm-hmm. be the top now, but later you're gonna be the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, we'll find out in the next few days, weeks, uh, what 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 will carry on, and yeah. um, see but if there's for a sure, we'll... if Brunt hits to the Oscars, you know, mm-hmm. something lots that was of, lots of hits. Yeah, they've been getting yeah lower ratings every year for every awards. That that was the worry. Was yeah, so... and actually that was the reason why they got Ricky Gervais also, de right? they yeah. wanted to shake things up, and it did. Because like so many people started looking at kind the highlights lang of the Oscars just to see him talk shit about all the other celebrities. And then I guess after a while, like it kind of, you know, like people got used to it already. So they needed to shake things up again. So who knows? I mean, after all, they're all actors. So, you know, and Will Smith just won Best Actor. And if this was a bit, then, you know, it just kind of releases to the world that he mm-hmm. is deserving. Yeah. This is, this shows what's wrong with North America. Mm-hmm. A guy bitch slaps someone, assaults someone on the on the on the highest stage you can ever receive an award for acting. And then he and then he's awarded yeah. with an Oscar. Yeah, it's actually like the wrong message. There was a the there was a, a, a comment that really that really hit me earlier na parang because people were saying na parang, yo, you know, Chris Rock deserves it or whatever. And then somebody commented and said, like, what if Amy Schumer or one of the female comedians had been hosting oh, the yeah. Oscars instead. And then Will Smith walked up oh. and slapped them oh, like he did Chris no, Rock. No, no, exactly, no, no, right? No, no, and no, no. isn't that... Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That, that, no, 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 song. Mm. Oh, 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 Not oh, gonna no. happen. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> or Forget what if it, it was J- Jada that went up to say... Oh, that's yeah. okay. That's that's fine. I think Jada going up defending herself is different. It's a different but, matter but because then, she's going through alopecia. I think someone that's going through the illness has every right to do what they want to do. Obviously, not slap, assault someone. Yeah, but not not assault. Not, yeah. not, 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 not assault, but to stand up for themselves, yeah. whether they go up on stage and say, hey, that's wrong, Amy. That's wrong, Chris. I'm 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 I have a sickness. I have an illness yeah. that I cannot control, and it's affecting how I'm living. Yeah, that is fine. Uh, but to assault anyone, female, male, trans, whatever, is is totally yeah. uncalled for. And and I think if she has, I think a Jada has every right to be on stage more than Will. You know, what I mean, if 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 you really talk about. Uh, equality. Every, every 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 human has every right to defend themselves, and I think you know in this day and age, a woman can now defend herself, defend herself in front of a man yeah. instead of her man defend herself because she's strong as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a strong, she yeah, empowered like woman, stronger than Will Smith. Oh, you know, like, yeah. no, she is. She yeah. holds like she's got him by the cojones. Oh. I think. Mm-hmm. 
That one look? Oh, man. I'm not laughing. Oh, it, yeah. it changed his mood right quick. Yeah. <laughs> From laughing to all the similarities between Kanye like laughing then all of a sudden serious face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Will. All right, stick around. We got some commercials uh, uh, we got some commercials We got some songs We also have a couple guests uh, We have uh, the best-selling author Of uh, A Secret Pandemic Coming up We have Simone Hang Also Bella uh, To promote her movie 366 That's all coming up In the meantime We got uh, Ed Sheeran Taylor Swift This is Tony Tony I'm Slick Rick My name is Gino Kiliamore You're tuned in to Boys Night Out On Magic 89.9 It's the Boys Night Out Podcast Different fields who have uh, definitely made a name for themselves, and this lady is once again uh, on the on just tackling everything in uh, in life, and uh, so successful. Came out with a book over the pandemic, and is a best-selling author, just like that. I can't even believe it. And um, a lot of us know her from uh, her HBO days in radio. If you were based in Dubai and Singapore, um, she is a human connection specialist. And a best-selling author. Let's please welcome Miss Simone Hang. What's up, Simone? Hi. Thank you so much. I love how Tony's like, it's Women's Month. And then I can't believe that she wrote a book all in <laughs> one introduction. <laughs> a little bit contradictory, my friend. Yeah. No, it's just... A, you. It's, it's more just of... Like, I think it's more, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to defend Tony here. And I feel yeah. like it's more of like this belief that you wrote it during the pandemic when everybody was, yes. you know, all all over the place. And, you know, you couldn't get your shit together. But like, you know, here you are just <laughs> doing the complete opposite of what everybody else is doing, which is basically like, you know, just kind of not being productive. Did I, do- I have a theory about that, Gino. Mm-hmm. Because if you read the book, I think I've just been the pandemic was compared to some of the other things I've gone through in life right. like a walk a cakewalk mm-hmm. so I think hopefully that would tease it for people to read the book so I, I thought comparatively you know in my particular family um, yeah. things were okay so I, probably why the pandemic was a bit different for me oh wow okay well, that's enough for me to read myself. the book already yeah, yeah. <laughs> please tell us what is the secret uh, I guess pandemic what is the secret okay. loneliness so, pandemic that you're talking the about the secret pandemic is actually the pandemic of loneliness so the world according to many different studies was already going through a loneliness epidemic prior to COVID mm-hmm. and I actually started speaking on the topic prior to COVID as well so I knew that it was already a big issue Um, And then I think COVID just made human connection like, you know, a very, very popular topic. So I was kind of lucky that I'd already started my research. And so one year into the pandemic, I was already ready to go. The hard work of writing a book is the the book writing itself happens in like four weeks. It's the research and the planning and then the publishing process that takes the time actually wow okay but look at you I mean you're doing everything from hosting you're a speaker now you're an author my gosh man your plate is full but congratulations yeah it's a bit crazy right now Slick but it's so good to see you again Slick it's been ages yes I mean the thing is you haven't aged and uh, just looking at you I mean oh my gosh I'm a great doctor I'll let him know that you said that the the, the whole aura the whole aura it's just like okay you're, you're radiating 
give me that light, that that that, that special light. It's my at-home setup. It's you know, <laughs> I, a consultant came in and built this for online speeches to be specifically giving me Korean dewy skin right now. It doesn't happen. Okay, um, I'm glad that you said that because I was like, I'm at home. How come I'm not glowing like that? You know. So okay, thank you for letting us. I, know I need the key there was a consultant. Though, right? Yeah, <laughs> we, we we all need that. But then I mean, like uh, just seeing you. I mean, knowing you throughout the years. I mean, what what actually pushed you to do more than what you've been doing? I mean, coming from HBO, you know, doing that, and then all of a sudden you're you're leading talks, you're doing, you know, you're doing everything online, and what what pushed you to do all those things? Yeah, I think I was increasingly dissatisfied in the media with um, it wasn't challenging anymore. It just. Uh, it, like cerebrally, intellectually, it just wasn't a challenge anymore. And I think we can all relate to any any human being on the planet who's done anything for over their ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. You either you become a ma- you, you become a master and you become a little bit jaded, which I think is where I sat, or you become a master and then you keep on mastering it and you stay right. with something, you know. Um, but I am a little bit more J Lo than Whitney. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not really really good at just one thing. I'm kind yeah. of a Jacqueline of all trades and I was just increasingly dissatisfied in the media just with the impact that I was able to have in people's lives for me was shrinking mm-hmm. um, and you know you have to understand with a city like Singapore it's not like Manila or Dubai where people drive so right. as a radio DJ you have that influence for me we're Singapore was not a driving city so radio was touching people less and less and the content that I was making was not the best content of my career and so that that dissatisfaction was there Um, and then everywhere I looked this idea of disconnection kept coming up again and again and so I was like I've always wanted to be a speaker always but I think when you're younger the credibility you need to be taken seriously is just isn't there because like you know as Asian women also we look really really young so yeah. me yeah. at you know 28 looked about 18 and now <laughs> at, th- at 38 this year hopefully I look in 28 you know um, I actually was just in the states and got carded at the airport by a Filipina San Francisco airport served by a Filipina so like if another Asian woman thinks I look young enough to be carded that's a true compliment like, if it's like a 50 year old white dude I'm like this is not a compliment um, but so you know, this is this is the problem, though. Is you know, if we're talking about Women's Month, you know, these are the issues that Asian women face globally in terms of being credible in workplaces, incredible yeah. in any line of work. I'm 99% of the time at global conferences, the only Asian female, and um, so that comes with a lot of responsibility as well because you're kind of representing an entire continent of people. I gotta ask though, because this is this is the first time I've ever encountered a human connection uh, specialist. Or what does that entail? Because I mean, I would think that you know, technically, to some degree, we should all be kind of. I mean, obviously, some people are better at it than than, than others, but like, aren't we all kind of studying the? master like human connection what is it like to actually you know read up on it study it and and you know 
turn it into like yeah. a profession of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I began my research on the side of my late night radio show, I would get up at 9.30 in the morning till 5.30. For two and a half years, I did it. And then I'd go on air till midnight after that. Yeah. And that would entail, I did a hundred interviews with people I considered to be human connection experts, people mm-hmm. like doctors and teachers at, at autism schools and all of these kind of things to put together my own research. So for me, being a specialist is not just you reading a bunch of other people's books about it because your speeches and your content will come out with other people's words. Right. Really doing your own original research and really anybody who calls them a speaker in, in the vein of what I do you are a specialist. You're you're in the expert industry space. Yeah. So that's actually what it is really, instead of saying the word expert, which I kind of don't, I feel other people should call you an expert, not yourself. So I use the word specialist. And do you know, people in the media are, you You know, you are human connection specialists because you're interviewing people all the time. But I would argue there is a difference between communication and connection. And I talk in the book about the fact that the media taught me to communicate. I don't think it necessarily taught, taught you how to connect. Yes. So right. if you look at a news reader, right, a news reader is trained to deliver you information, but yeah. not necessarily to be warm and connect with you. And that's a different No empathy, skill. no anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And no vulnerability. Too. Yeah. And mm. vulnerability is a, a huge pillar of authenticity. Oh, speaking of that, um, vulnerability. Chapter two in your book is called Vulnerability, the Gift of Loss and Grief. How are loss and grief gifts? Gifts, yeah. Obviously, question. yeah. Uh, obviously, it never feels spoil. like that, right? Yeah. I feel like you've said that like someone who's never had any loss or grief. I think the people <laughs> listening <laughs> who have had loss and grief but processed it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we've all had a um, quota of loss during the pandemic. Everyone on the planet has lost someone during the pandemic yeah it becomes the gift when you've processed it and realized what that loss gave you so you'll see a lot of people now talking about oh i feel what the pandemic gave me was you know those are the gifts and the gifts of grief for me um you know losing my dad when i was 19 watching my mum become disabled when i was 29 these things the gifts were deeper empathy deeper compassion um, a depth with which to talk to people about things that wasn't just superficial anymore, which certainly, you know, when you're younger and you're working in entertainment, that's the pull. You know, yeah. now for me, the thought of sitting down and having a superficial conversation is it's almost exhausting. Like <laughs> because I, I know, I, I think in the beginning when you're building rapport, it's important. Do I think it necessarily leads to the kind of social connection that, that extends our lifespan and increases our immunity, which is what we know from the science? Not so much. So that's what I mean by that chapter heading. So it's like a silver lining in everything, right? Like, I mean, for me, particularly, was that I wasn't able to be vulnerable with people prior to my mum becoming paralyzed. Like, prior to that, after dad had died, I kind of kept this wall up um, where I was pretending that everything was okay and everything was fine and things were not. And I think the kind of breaking down and becoming vulnerable opened up this whole new world to me. And you see how your content as a creative connects with people when you can be vulnerable, it's life-changing, which is why our favorite songs in the world are songs which speak to us so directly, like we feel the person knows us. We've all heard songs on the radio like that. Or when you hear um, you hear a radio show, you guys work in radio, that is award-winning because the audience feels like they know the characters. Yeah. 
I could never do that before. Mm-hmm. Processing all of these things and connecting with myself, and the book itself is like an act of vulnerability. If you've read it, it's a very vulnerable book, and I and I'm so comfortable with it now. And that is a gift of those losses. Now, now so, your gift. Uh, I mean, you you writing this book and then doing you know say all the other things online, but now. You're going out there. You, you're physically seeing people when you do your talks now. I mean, how does that feel? I mean, from being disconnected to being connected now, how does that feel for you? People listening to your talk and being like, okay, this this is touching me in, in a way that no one has ever touched me or, you know, that I've heard yeah. saying. It, it is, I mean, Rick, it, Slick, sorry. It is so much better than doing any online speech or having any piece of content go viral like it is you know if you speak about human connection and then you have the chance to live actually it actually connect yeah yes and so I was recently in Las Vegas um, speaking in also South by Southwest in Austin and you know American audiences are much more expressive than the audiences we have in Singapore yeah. and to be able to get that immediate feedback on their faces and also to be introducing them to stories from outside of the world like my speeches are Asia Pacific stories right. you know there's a bit of there's a bit of stuff about Australia in there there's stuff about being a child of immigrants being an immigrant myself Um, there are stories about filial piety and the pressures of being, you know, an Asian child and an Asian woman. And so I was like, are they going to resonate with this? Yeah. America is really a market of its own. Yeah. They don't really need to listen to our stories. They have enough population of their own to get That's by. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really amazing to see how open they were. And it tested me so much having to contextualize things. So I just say like, you know, Malaysia and Singapore, like America and Canada. Like I really had to make <laughs> Find things analogies relative. For everything yeah. In yeah, which we we don't have to do when we speak within our own region. So that was really cool. And I think that certain things, empathy, compassion, grief, loss, these things are universal. It doesn't matter what country you're in. They're, yeah. they're universal to the human condition. Speaking of uh, connection, authentic connection, you have this where you, how can readers or someone that's listening right now distinguish from authentic genuine connection uh and from fake substitutes i mean there's there's a lot of fake out there Um, (laughs) well you know there's less fake now that i'm no longer in the media industry (laughs) 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 i I can can tell you for sure that you, you know especially for the young women who are listening like i think you can really tell with your friends and even with romantic interests when there's a level of reciprocity is when you know that there's authenticity like when you're no longer chasing and um it's not a one-sided friendship or relationship when there's really that kind of ping-ponging back and forth of you know mm-hmm. somebody invites you to their house you invite them to yours like someone takes you for dinner one time it's that natural flow of energy that natural exchange connection is an exchange mm-hmm. you know it's not one-sided we we can't connect without the other party being part of it and that's a really big marker of authenticity so if you have a friend in your life right now you're like i don't know if the girl is really my friend Well, think about it. Are you always calling her up? Are you always showing up? You know, that's a really easy way to tell. Mm. I, I, I don't think I could have used this information no, a couple of you... years ago, man. Like, really? I mean, yeah. No, because like you know, I I would I would go for certain people that I'd I'd be calling them all the time during the day, and they'd only call me when they were drunk. 
I could never explain it. And I was like, yo, they must really like me because, you know, when you drink, it's it's your real self that comes out. You know, that's what I heard. And then apparently, like, it wasn't the case. So, yeah, you know, yeah, honestly. I, like, don't, I, I don't know if it's always the case that when you're drunk, your real self comes out. I feel it's similar to a radio show. You know, when we do a radio show, we have people who take a part of their real life character yeah. and they, like, they project it and yeah. emphasize it. Emphasize it. I think alcohol does that. Right. It's like one little sliver that you might have randomly had something happen in the day and then you drink and that bit is the bit that comes out. So anyway, that that is not human connection special stuff. That's just thinking about times I got drunk. But. <laughs> I mean, sometimes That's a different kind of connection, connection my friend. We can, yeah, we can just, maybe there's another book in that. Human connection. I don't know. Uh, so being a, being a human connection, specialist now being vulnerable being more connected to humans can you spot instantly um and i'm 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 saying I'm, I'm saying this when you when you are traveling can you spot someone okay all right i'm only gonna allow them this much space within within yes the, you know um like because there are people you know who who are uh, at the end of the day uh, could be clingy, could be taking advantage uh, uh, of. I'm sure with, with with your energy, you've you've attracted good and bad apples, you know. Um, and and there's you'd want to you'd want to keep everyone, you know, close uh, as much as possible, but you can't do that. There are, there are people who who are blood suckers, energy suckers, you know, vampires, <laughs> emotional suckers. vampires. Uh, uh, yeah. It just makes me think, like, yeah. what vibration is Tony living on? That like <laughs> the word sucker is just coming up again and again. Um, so, look, I have, a, you know, I think stories really illustrate things really well. So I have a story. A couple of years ago, I was speaking in Canada, and I was there alone, and I wanted to. It was snowing, and I'm, you know, I'm from Australia. I'm not used to the snow. I live mm-hmm. in Singapore. It's very warm. Very warm. And so, but I wanted to like explore around this Banff National Park without like disappearing off the side of a cliff. <laughs> right. so, you didn't want to be that while staying alive. Yeah, I didn't want to be that, that person that was found like in 200 years mummified like ice. So they had, um, the hotel had like a tour thing where you could go and they would just do a walk around with a guide from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so when I finished my speaking engagement, I went in the morning and I was amazed there was a Eurasian woman there, 10 years older than me, same height, same look. Like it was crazy. In terms of connection, we talk about how commonalities connect us. Commonalities are a fantastic way to build rapport with people. So I thought immediately she and I would have something to talk about. And then we end up spending more and more of the day together um, and doing things even after the tour. But when we would talk and we would get to certain subjects like relationships, she would get really guarded and really and I realized like I think this woman is really lonely and you can read a lot about the science of this in the book and I will tell you how you can really detect someone in your life that's lonely who might not be telling you mm-hmm. but we we change exchange Facebooks and emails and when I got back to Singapore of course I added her on Facebook and I have 5,000 people on that personal Facebook but it's still my personal Facebook right after a couple of weeks she emailed me and said hey Simone you know if you're not going to talk to me one-on-one on Facebook um and I'd rather not be on there. And that was really another um, <laughs> That's red a little flag. Strange. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes, wow. Oh. Because I had 
already been on my way to writing this book at this time. I was already doing the research. I knew, and I quote a guy from um, a guy called Dr. James Cone, who's like one of the leaders in the US on on the studies of human connection and loneliness as a researcher. And what we know is that the lonely brain goes into a spiral. So you can be incidentally lonely and it can be the body's alarm to go out and connect and goes, okay, I'm lonely. I'm going to go and meet my friends. Yeah. Or you can have the body's alarm that says, hey, you're lonely, but then continue to stay at home and self-isolate. That isolation then leads you to holding people to higher standards. So it becomes a spiral. So then you do like what this lady did and you test people. And then of course, when people are repulsed, Mm -hmm. the connection is repelled because the behavior um, sends a message to the other person that maybe you can't be trusted or maybe your behavior is erratic. Sends them down a worse spiral. Yes, then you're able to say, oh look, I knew that person didn't like me and now I'm going to continue to isolate and see I was right you know I'm right to like doubt people you know and and not trust them because I know they're going to let me down yeah exactly and so what's interesting is since I've been doing this work it's a lot easier for me to detect not only those behaviors in myself in the past Mm -hmm. but also to see where I'm like how it shows up in other people's lives and I was really compassionate about it and wrote a really nice email back but at the same time as Tony says I know going down the road of chasing that because I only met this woman once yeah. that's not the same as someone I love dearly having depression and anxiety and being lonely who right. is a family member that I have an established connection with that I really want to help yeah. you know that that is someone that you know needs her own family and her own people her own support well. system just, to kind of yeah, you know, your own support system because if you like as Tony was mentioning if I was to go and human connectify all of these people People, you would be I exhausted. Would not, <laughs> I would have no space for my own mother who's disabled yeah. in a nursing home and has a degenerative illness. You know, the those intimate connections of mine are really important. Right. Um, and sometimes you have to protect your, your energy. Mm. You also state that uh, service can be an antidote to loneliness. Yeah. So when Even we without were, loneliness, the service always comes in handy. My wife always asks me to like, do stuff for her, you know, even if she's not lonely. And, you know, it just makes things better. <laughs> well, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Okay, the, the service part really comes from the research on how we as humans evolved in tribes. So tribes kept us safe, safety numbers against saber-toothed tigers. Right. We were living on the savannah as early man. And so our worst fear was to be cast out of the tribe because then mm-hmm. we would be dead pretty quickly. You'd have to yes. fend for yourself. Yes. Loneliness. That, well, that caveman, cave person brain, I should say, still lives in our, our head now. Yeah. And so what better way to avoid social rejection? Like for us being cast, like being rejected. Mm. That's why breakup feels like a pain in your chest because Mm. um, our body detects social rejection the way it detects physical pain. So it's literally painful for us. We will do almost anything to avoid being rejected. Yeah, Okay. So as a result of that, what better way to make yourself... Um, safe and staying Mm -hmm. within your tribe than to be indispensable to the tribe by positively impacting them, which means doing things like volunteer work or mentoring people or giving your time or doing good things for other people without any intention of getting back. And the reason why that makes us feel so good Mm. is because we go, oh, I'm 
connected to something bigger than me yeah. and I'm not going to be like cast out. So if you're feeling a bit lonely right now, um, a great way to get perspective is to join a volunteer group or give to something bigger than yourself. It, it's a fantastic way to feel yeah. less lonely, more connected. Mm. You, and of course, think, uh, it's a good game. Uh, for those, yeah, it is. For those listening, we have Simone Hang. It's uh, The Secret Pandemic. It's a book that's out. It's available uh, online. Um, another thing I wanted to ask is uh, the effect of so- social isolation. I think you mentioned that in the book as well. Um, we were also, you know, pre-pandemic, everyone was connected in either other cell phones or, no, or this just is, uh, going to pop it. Quick question. This is different from social media isolation, which we have to announce online, right? Like where I'm going to go on a social media <laughs> detox for the next five days, come back five days later with a vengeance by posting like 10 things all at once, right? Like this is still different, no? Yeah. Okay. It's like the Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. You know, it, it, some people do do that. I'm going to take a break and then yeah. all of a sudden they fought us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sorry. Tony. So what, what is the effect of social isolation? What was what, what is, is the effect of social isolation? Sure. So a good amount of alone time is healthy for anyone. You know, the difference between social isolation and solitude is that social isolation um, in the, pan- the co- coronavirus COVID-19 definition is forced isolation. So when we are forced to be alone, like in solitary confinement, like forced to be separated from our tribe against our will, this is where some really dark things start to happen. So this is different from, I'm going to take a staycation on my own and read some books. That's totally healthy. This is where, oh my gosh, I'm forced to. Okay. So in this forced isolation, this is where our body undergoes a fight or flight response for those listening who don't know what that is, it's basically a stress response. Yeah. The body's flooded mm-hmm. with hormones like cortisol. And um, what we know is that people who are chronically lonely for years and years and years, um, those stress hormones are cycling chronically within the body and they reduce your lifespan because they lead to life-shortening diseases. So people who are... Loneliness yeah. is actually more deadly than um, obesity and smoking, for example, mm. because of this like fight or flight response that happens when we are made to be alone against our will or where we perceive ourselves to be alone. So you could live in a house with your whole family, but feel alone. But feel alone. Yeah. Yes, which is, you know, a lot of my childhood actually. Yeah. So that feeling of loneliness still gives you that same response because you perceive that you're alone. Yeah. And I think we have to look out for people in our lives that um, might not we might not think they're alone. They're not going to come up to you and they say, They might not hey. verbalize it. Yeah. Yes, of course, which is also why I've written the book so that as Asians, we're less ashamed of saying, hey, I'm alone. Right. We don't, we're not I think really more afraid. Asians. Yeah. I think in yeah. Asia, it's, it's definitely not yeah. about. I, it's definitely I can, doesn't. I can't even count the amount of parties that I've been to where like I felt like, yes. what are you doing here? Like, I don't know anyone here, but like, I, I won't say that, right? Like, I won't come up to you and be like, hello, I need a friend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, obviously, it's going to be weird. So, yeah, this is, this is, this is good and, stuff. And I think mm-hmm. in the Philippines, it's, this would be great, Simone, because we are a culture here that likes to do things together with lots of family. family. Yeah. We're eating. We have this thing called barcada. So the barcada, we drink together, we eat together, cry together, we 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 we, we sleep together. You know what I mean? Like we wow. we all like so doing why, things why together. Why have you always uh, got to go there? 
<laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a family it's a clan thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 We all we all love to do things together collectively. Whether it's we we have how we we have a house and we have maybe 15, 20 members of the family all in one house. So being alone is not talked about because yeah. you know physically we have so many people around us, but internally. We could yeah. we could feel left out. We could feel like we don't belong. We could we feel like we're not part of the family, and we won't speak up. A lot of us don't speak up, and and that's why mental illness is pretty big here, which isn't which is which is only now getting traction. Yeah. So this book is is perfect. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about mental illness in, in the Philippines. And look, it, it's hope this book is to start that conversation, but. You know, it's not just feeling alone. You can be with your family in a multi-generational household with 20 of your kabayan in there with you, right? Mm -hmm. And still feel like you don't belong in that family because maybe they they tease you for being the dark one. I used to always get teased for being the most Chinese one, you know, and that made me feel that I didn't belong. And we all have, like, our Asian aunties who just say all those brutal things to us but don't realize how it's contributing to us feeling even more like we don't belong like we're, we're cast out of the tribe but we're forced to live in this house yeah you know surrounded by these people and i talk about that a lot in the book i think i might be the first person on the planet to put an asian cultural lens on this topic so i'm hoping in the act of reading it that any young man or woman who picks it up feels less alone in the act of reading it and that's great because we're Asians so- are so yeah. critical we really are like asian parents are super like Super. You know, if you don't go to the same college that I went to, if you don't go to the same university, you don't belong in this family. You know, that like, out. And and, and we get that so much, man. So, you know, it's 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 really great that you get to kind of highlight this and and you know, even just just the just the mere thought of being able to discuss it openly and being able to discuss it freely already helps I would think a lot of people yeah. in that so sense, it's, right? yeah, exactly. It's the first step. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's yeah. all it takes. Just to break that think- ice. I think as well for someone who physically appears the way that I do, that I think people perceive, oh, she's so strong and she's got like, you know, good Sephora on her face and, you know, she's got it all together. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, the truth is, you know, it can happen to any of us. And this book is so raw and so vulnerable that probably for the entire 15 months of writing it, I was petrified. And it's such a relief now that all the reviews are coming out that it's landed so well and like I literally can feel myself now enjoying the process of like doing media and um, and sharing about it on social media knowing that Asians didn't say hey you don't understand me it had the absolute opposite effect of them maybe previously in Singapore thinking that I was quite western Mm. and then reading this and going oh my gosh she's so Asian apparently like like, this Mm -hmm. is so my story and it so resonates with me and I feel that I'm not alone and I think that that's been just the gift of it. I'm ha- like that alone. I'm happy. You know, like we're we're done. Next book. Next. What are we doing next? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> there. That's what I already have do. the title for the next one. I had an epiphany. Oh wow! On, so you're on, working on it already? Like, I, like I think I'm going to start research on it already because, like I said, the research takes years. The writing only takes four weeks. Right. So I have to start already. So the next one I want to call Human Connection in a Polarized World, looking at pol- how we can heal the polarization politics in tech 
um, in race issues, particularly in America, right? Yeah. How we can heal those things with the power of human connection. So that's what it's going to be. I'd buy that book. If I went to the bookstore and I saw human connection to polarize one, I'll buy it. Yeah. That actually <laughs> makes sense because everything yeah. here is so polarizing too. You know, exactly. like you just get into politics, religion. Yeah. I mean, even if you root for a different basketball team, like you're all of a sudden like you are an outcast. There's you cannot fight. be a Laker fan in this household. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, but so fond of getting into fights. <laughs> yeah, but then once you get face to face, it's something different. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can fight online, but not uh, exactly. You're like, hey, how are you? Uh, that's a different animal <laughs> altogether, man. Yeah, but that's because we're Asian, and like when you're face to face, we we show face. Like we're yes. can't, we can't polite. be mean to people's yeah. face. We're like yeah. I'm non-confrontational, so I'm just gonna smile right now. That's what that's what we do. And there's a whole chapter yeah. on that called Unmasked in the book as well about our oh. cultural mask that we have been wearing long before COVID mask wearing. Right. Speaking of, yeah. before we, we, we sign off, uh, Simone, you, speaking of masks, you mentioned uh, the power of, is it facial expression to connection? How do you, I mean, how do you, how did you find that out? What was the research you found out on the facial uh, expression? Well, there is a guy called Dr. Paul Ekman and he's like the godfather of facial expressions and he mapped seven universal facial expressions that regardless of country okay. or culture we'll we all express we all the same mm. there's a little bit of research that's come up now in the Trobriand Islands for one of the expressions that they think may not be as universal as they thought but his work is still really fascinating and so I have an exercise that I would do with uh, my courageous speaking community which is my I have an online speaking kind of school and I actually got everyone there to take seven selfies of them expressing the seven emotions and then go to Google uh-huh. as Asian people go to Google and do your selfies match what the consensus is on that. Now, what you'll find with a lot of us Asians is that the negative emotions, we're quite soft on. Mm -hmm. So things like, and the majority of these seven expressions are um, negative because I think they are an adaptation to keeping us safe. Uh, For example, did you know that tears, how tears got created? Tears were so that our fellow members of our tribe could perceive that we were in distress because the tears of water like catch lights. They're from far away. Yeah. Yeah. So from far away, they could see we were in distress and come and save us. I was stuck in a tree. There's a saber-toothed tiger under the tree and we're crying, (laughs) you know. So those negative emotions, I think we culturally have a discomfort with those. And we mitigate that that meaning on our faces. We soften that. And I think as Asia becomes more global, which certainly in Singapore we are very global, but yeah. in terms of the Philippines, you know, your number one export is people. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at people going to other cultures to work yeah. and connect and have to survive, these are still really important things to be able to read expression, but also to express yourself too, to allow connection to happen when people actually know what you're feeling versus the softened expression. Yeah, they're yeah. guessing. Yeah. But hey, you know what? Uh, I think everyone's interested about the book. Tell them how to get it. Sure. Um, so Secret Pandemic is available online on Amazon. All you have to do is put Secret Pandemic into Amazon. It will come up and it will be delivered to you very, very quickly um, to the Philippines. Or you can buy it, of course, on Kindle. The audiobook should be coming out in a couple of months on all of the apps as well. There you go. Yeah, I heard you recorded that in the, in the U.S. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know the guy I recorded it had won two Grammys. <laughs> 
and his dog yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan. It was the most random. Not, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. crazy. But I loved his. I saw that when you <laughs> when you posted. I was like, oh shoot, that's awesome. What are the chances? He was super humble. He only told me on like the last day, and then I was like, "Oh my god! If I'd known, I would have just been a bit more professional." <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what he wanted. Yeah, you know, exactly. just yeah, to, get, yeah. to get the authentic he's side super, out of you. He's super, super yeah. high EQ. He, yeah. he knows what he's doing. All right. Well, thank you, Simone. Uh, once again, uh, hope you, uh, we Tony. get you back on. Yeah, and thank you for joining us uh, for this uh, month of March. And, and congratulations on the yeah, congrats. Yeah. Great to see you again. Bye. Bye, Bye Smoon. Keep in touch. Such an interesting subject. Mm. Think about it, you know, connecting with human people. Like, I mean, you would think that it's super basic, but there's so much more to it. Oh, yeah. And, and just actually understanding other people. Yeah. I mean, you just I like, mean, hey. it's like, hi, hello. But then you just don't really, really right. connect. You must, you must, yeah. What a woman. Like, great, great guest for International Women's Day. She's, wow, I can't believe we actually had her on. Wow. Tones. Just working. Yeah. But we do have another I, uh, amazing emailed, woman as well. I emailed yeah. her. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go from one amazing woman to a spectacular, talented woman as uh, another one that's uh, been uh, uh, local. You know, Simone's uh, international, but this local girl is who is, is also doing international stuff. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if she's here or she's in London. But let's get I her on. I don't know what she's, she's in Dubai right now. She, she's in Dubai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great! So, uh, oh, the 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 crypto expos yes. this week. Right? Yes, that's they're all week. there. Yeah. Uh, Marvin's there. All my actually, all my friends are there. This this uh, they left Thursday. So, oh, is that why she's there? Or is she just promoting something? Let's find I'm out. Not sure. Let's find yeah. out. Maybe you should it's, have been uh, there, Tones. Let's uh, get Bella Padilla. No, no, no. It's just craziness there. Uh, <laughs> we know you. You're, it's you're, hot. You're, I've been to Dubai. I've been there twice, and it's hot, bro. <laughs> it's Hi, Bella. Hot Hi, hey, Bella. How are you? What's up? I'm good. What time is it there? It is uh, 50 p.m. It's, uh, it's okay. time to... It's time for a... I haven't seen you in Hi. so long, Bella. Last time I was in the gym. Um, and oh, now you true. moved. You didn't, you didn't even say bye. You didn't say, you know. But you did say no, no. She did, she did mention. She did mention that she wanted to do something new, something different. Um, even before That's her right. shoot. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy because like yeah. I moved halfway across the world, you know, for other people, you know, I, know. I want to do something new. I'll cut my hair or whatever. Like you moved halfway across the world. <laughs> uh, but but how's everything so far? Everything's great. Um, I'm in Dubai right now, but I'm actually flying back to the Philippines next week um, to properly promote this film. I just did. Um, but yeah, it's everything's been okay. Yeah. That's good to hear. How about okay, you tell guys? us more. <laughs> oh, we're still yeah, stuck t- here. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, tell us more about the movie. Yeah. I mean, 366. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I wrote um, 366 in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a romance tragedy. It's basically... I, I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to, to this film, especially after going through the pandemic together. Um, 
if there's one thing I learned from the pandemic, it's I guess really like maximizing every day now. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've seen so much people go through tough times in the last two years, and so I I know that we really value every day we get to spend with our loved ones now and our friends. And so three six six happens on a leap year, and I really just wanted to play with that thought or that idea of. Um, what do you do when the world gives you one more day? Do you do you live out that day the best way you can? And do you love extra, or do you spend it more happy than usual? Like, what do you do with that one extra day that you're given? So, um, yeah, there you go. Wow, that, that's, 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 that's this is why you're an amazing writer. Because, like, yeah, like if you ask me that question, like, what would you do with it actually? I don't know, sleep. You know, like it. <laughs> it would just end there but you know here you are making an entire movie out of it uh, Tones you were gonna say something sorry I think I cut you off yeah, who, so, so who else is in this who did you get uh, I didn't get any script yeah, so. I didn't get an email so, oh, he, 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 um, we don't he's still, usually he's still send the scripts out uh, he's, he's still hurting I, I, huh? uh, he's still affected I, I've known you first I've known you since you were writing the first script of your first movie and still oh no, gosh, no call no tech um and He's a little uh, oh, you were not a, doing a career switch. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know either. I didn't yeah. know you wanted to shift that. <laughs> well, well, the the, the the pandemic made me pivot, and I still have to get a role. Uh, okay. I, so, That's the case. I mean, uh, he could just be the guy but, just walking across. Yeah, yeah. But they, they always get Zanjo Marudo. They always get Zanjo for some apparent reason. I that you know, and they always. I'm always behind him in in two of uh, the auditions, and I never get. It. <laughs> so don't that. tell me that. Is, is Anjo part of this as well? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Anjo! There you go. You oh missed it again Zanjo. by this much, Tones. Just this much. Yeah. yeah. Damn so you, Anjo! You're taking it, all the good really, It's awesome. <laughs> it, it was really you or him. No, but it's Anjo Marudo, and actually JC Santos is also in this. Um, okay. They're both amazing in it. Um, it was very important for me since it's my first time to direct a full-length feature film. I needed actors who I knew I could depend on on set and I knew could deliver anything you ask of them. And, <laughs> yeah. um, I could deliver. So, yeah, huh? Zanjo and JC. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you were in part tones. I know. She's like, I can't I, count I, on you. I said, I, the, 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 the two operative words, guys that I can count on. Oh, yeah, depend yeah. on. There you go. You're gone. You're gone. <laughs> And how's it feel to, to put on that hat, the, the director's hat? I mean, you know, writer, director, you're acting in it. I mean, how's that feel? That was that was really fun. Kulang na lang pati catering ako na eh. Like I, I was so close to bringing the food on set, honestly. <laughs> no, but where was um, the shot? Pala, where, where was the shot? Yeah, so we partially shot the film in the Philippines and then I flew to Turkey alone to shoot some of the scenes there with a completely Turkish crew and production. So, yeah. Oh, wow. It was an amazing experience. Like, I was able to work with um, one of the cinematographers who worked on Skyfall. And he's oh. this huge guy. He's Damn. like 6'4", wow. 6'5". Yeah. And I had scenes where I wanted him to shoot down and obviously, like... On most sets, he would have to step on an Apple box yeah, or that. This guy was literally just holding the camera up. I got you. Just pointing the camera. <laughs> did you shoot in Istanbul, Istanbul, or did you shoot in no, a, in the province in area? Cappadocia. Yeah, we shot in Cappadocia. Just oh, beautiful. Like, don't tell me. Oh my god. 
Yeah. <laughs> was this how you envisioned, uh, you know, making the, 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 the turning your script into an actual movie, like in the first place? Like, you know, did you really think about it in a way where it's like, okay, part of it's going to be shot in the Philippines, part of it's going to be shot somewhere else in the world, not specifically in Istanbul. Thank, thank you for asking me that. No one ever asks me that. So I was actually supposed to shoot this in Budapest um, mm. in mm. 2020 before the pandemic. And yeah. Originally, the script was supposed to be 90% there and 10% right. in Manila. And then the pandemic happened and everyone closed their borders. And I guess Turkey was the midpoint for everyone to get across. And they were one of the last few countries that allowed filmmakers to shoot during the pandemic. So yeah. it was a great accident, though. You know, it was a great um, um, second option for us because mm-hmm. the, the scenes turned out the scenes in Turkey turned out really beautiful and mm-hmm. um, like I said yeah. I was able to work with amazing people and, and they were just so kind I mean, and so helpful and mm-hmm. yeah yeah Cappadocia is <laughs> so far from Buddha effing pest I mean they're two yeah. contrasts yeah. I think so when I, I would think it's more romantic yes yeah, definitely like when Cappadocia yeah Budapest is just party was concrete more. jungle yeah. Well, no, I was actually hoping to capture more of like the Gothic um, architecture of yeah. Budapest. Like, uh, okay. That was that was the okay. first idea, yeah. but I guess my headspace also when I was writing this in 2018 and 2019 was much darker, mm-hmm. and so I wanted something really dark and gray and sad. And then um, we ended up doing the film, and I was able to work with such an amazing team here in the Philippines that Cappadocia eventually felt more right. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we gotta we gotta check out this trailer is I know, yeah. <laughs> you just talking you. about it and it's like it's like Whoa. And all of this spawned from what would I what would I get out of an extra day in a year? Like we've how many leap years have we Pretty seen? Pretty much. Then, right? Like <laughs> no that um, always amazes me. Okay. Thank you. No, honestly, like um, the the first uh, reason why I wrote the script is I experienced and I saw something firsthand in Maldives in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a time when we heard of the like, constant tragedies in Maldives of like couples missing or like couples. Mm-hmm. Oh right, like, yeah, we, the, we heard the, so much divers. of that. Yeah. Yeah, divers, and I was actually there when when that was all happening, and um. There was one particular story that just, I guess, stuck with me that I came back to the Philippines and I couldn't shake it off. I would constantly text the travel agent that um, booked my flights. I, I kept asking her, like, is, is the person that, that was going through it, is she okay? Like, yeah. is she back home where she's supposed to be? And I would get updates all the time. And I just couldn't forget her story. And so I felt like I wanted to do something that resembles whatever she went through so right. it's not exactly the same I, I didn't use the same instances or I didn't want to use her story because that's yeah. hers exclusively obviously but I wanted to capture the feeling of what she was going through and at the same time if you have an extra day do you spend one more day wallowing in that or do you spend it differently and just change your life completely yeah. so yeah alright super <laughs> interesting stuff uh do we have the trailer? Yeah, we do, right? Tones? 
Um, <laughs> is, it, is it loading? So I was yes, super high budget, high budget, high production, <laughs> fastest yeah. possible Kala internet tones, in the Philippines. Kala ko tones doesn't wanna play it. <laughs> he, he got hurt. He's like, no. Nah, <laughs> Ibuplay niya to yung audition tape niya. Parang, yo, this is what you missed out on. <laughs> ano tong, ano tong pick-tack boom? <laughs> oh, iba yata to tones. What are you watching, tones? There, okay. Sorry. Alright, let's, let's do that again. Ano lang ipupuro sa akin, pero secret lang natin to. Good morning, June. I'm congratulate Happy good morning anniversary. Big adventure, no? Yung mo yung ganda mo. One year ka ng single. Wala ka naman. Wala na ako ng future, okay? Dami-dami namin plano, tapos nawala lahat. Hindi pa problema mo. Hindi pa kayo nakakalil ng sinin na pao, ever. Alam mo ba na yung pinaka-malaking plano na namin sa buhay ay kumain sa isang fine dining restaurant? 365 days to forget. 365 days to fall in love. Can you let me be your boyfriend for once? I'm ko ginagawa to lagi sa ni Marco. Ano ko pa inatayu? Ano pa to? Alus hindi ko alam kung paano ko nalagpasan yung isang araw. Pero wala na makasama ng kulang ang isang araw o kulang yung oras. Kaya maghintay ng isang taon, John. Para mahalan mo ako. Kamahal kita. Diyan ka libong That soundtrack too, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that last shot right there. Oh, oh my gosh. That was, was that in Cappadocia? The, the, the. Yeah. That was a salt lake. Oh, that was wow. like an hour beautiful. away from Cappadocia. That's the scene I was telling you guys about where he just had to hold the camera right. on. <laughs> that beautiful. was beautifully done. Uh, beautifully thank done. You, thank you. I, I love, thought, love, love the song. I always thought salt lake oh. was in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> <sir. laughs> it's been a long day. There's a lot of Salt Lake. It's been a long day. <laughs> no, but there's a few. There's a few missing And and I gotta say, like you know, like while I am happily married and everything, I feel like, parang if I watch this film, I'll kind of remember all the heartbreaks that I got, that I went through <laughs> getting here. Parang it's it's that, and and sometimes you 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 want to feel that catharsis. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just, you do. Ah, so you mm. appreciate what you have right now. Exactly more. true. Yeah. 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 Right. I know you are very particular with uh, with the songs in your movies or yeah. in in, yes. in the scripts that you write. <laughs> I know that's one of the things that we talked about way back in. Uh, for the soundtrack for this, you you always have your favorite song in one of your movies, at least. Yeah. So this is your most favorite song? 
Um, I always said that if I was going to direct something, I want you'll be safe here to be in the soundtrack. Okay. So mm-hmm. I loved it so much, and I do love the song so much that actually in the film you're you're going to hear different versions of "You'll Be Safe Here." So there's no other song used in the movie except mm-hmm. "You'll Be Safe Here." Oh, um, that's okay. cool. That's such yeah. an interesting thing yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, did, did you I, get I local artists. Um, yes, it's all, so. This is sung by Adi. He's brilliant. Like he, yeah. he came up with with the the melody of this. He produced it himself. Like if you hear, if you really listen to the song, um, mm-hmm. we released a music video um, a while back. He he added so many notes that just makes the song feel so magical and just so perfect for the film. So I I love Adi so much. But we also hear a version that. Kian Cipriano performs and that Janine Danyasa performs and um, Kian actually scored the whole film um, mm. and he did it amazingly so yeah I I got this idea from I saw a French film a few years ago where they used different versions of the Vienneros like there was yeah. a rock mm. version and like a ballad and there was like an 80s version and I found that so interesting because it feels like um, it makes you feel like you're a part of the film when yeah. you yes. spot that hey it's Levy and Rose again and um, they played it earlier and they're playing it again and I think it, it adds to the audience experience so hey, that's pretty I cool hope, because that, that actually translates yeah when people are watching it's like they'll recognize it but then hey it's different yeah, there's a yeah. punk rock yeah, version. Of yeah, it, it'll give them a different feel. But <laughs> I then... wish I have a punk rock version. I'm gonna. Move I wonder how Rico. I wonder how Rico feels. Go down. Yeah, did, did Rico hear any of these versions? Not yet. I I hope he has, and I hope he likes it. I mean, I really wanted to reach out also to Rico. I wanted to use the original yeah. version as well, but I was kind of jahe mm. and shy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know that um, oh. his manager Tita June did ask, but it's so expensive to use mm. the original version. <laughs> 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 well, you might be able to actually. You know what? If you had gotten but, Tony but as one of your actors. He might have been yeah. able to. <laughs> he could have yeah. been the, the, the one to say, you know, what? Uh, I'll wave, I'll wave uh, I'm, text, I'm, text, I'm texting him now. I'm giving him a voice note. Hey, Rico, uh, hit me up. Uh, Bella has a movie. She wants to use the original version. Only if she casts oh us. If, you can, if she casts us. Can no, let, you know what, Tones? Let's just you can't pitch. be cast anymore. <laughs> let's just pitch the lung for the next movie that Bella comes up with. I mean, if yeah. you want to use yeah, the song yeah. over Three, and over again, there's the shawarma song. 367. 367. The sequel. Shawarma song, tapos oh. with special partnership by Dak Shawarma Pad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Super last trip. I, I'm getting so many messages of like, is this the sequel of 365? Because like during the pandemic, right. there was like a the, really the, the sexy film. The SNM kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was like super like hardcore sexy film and I was like, um no, it's not. It's the total opposite. Very different. They don't have exclusivity over the number of days. Exactly. Yeah, true. And um truthfully, I really did come up with the title before 365 came out. Yeah. 365 came out on Netflix. So I was like, it happens it happens yeah. but speaking about releases uh, <laughs> w- when does this come out so this is available on Viva Max on April 15 mm. yeah, so we're streaming worldwide on April 15 there you go so a couple of uh, pretty close by actually like uh, yeah it's in a few weeks I'm out you know, I'm coming home soon to like properly promote this and yeah <laughs> 
Thank All you. right. There Congratulations. You go. <laughs> Congratulations. I can't believe Thank that like you. something you wrote in 2018, uh, you know, four years down the line is 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 now here. I'm sure that must be you know such a great feeling for you as well. Very gratifying. Yeah. I guess no, it's it's insane. As, aside from the movie. Aside from the movie, uh, Bella, how's yeah. life been in Europe? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've been gone for a while. I mean, uh, how, how's how's the, the first the world ship, living uh, like? <laughs> <laughs> Very different. I'm sure. Honestly, everything I works. I have days that I really, I have days that I really think like, wow, I really grew up in a third world country. Yeah, <laughs> I have so many of those moments. Um, I don't know. It's it's so weird. I. I I'm loving every minute of it, but also I'm going, I, I don't know if it's just today because I'm tired because I've been mm-hmm. doing Zoom calls all yeah. day. But I do have moments where I'm like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? But, right. but you know, something reminds me, like something every day just reminds me that like you're in the right place and, and right. that you should be here. It's just, I think the pandemic really made me realize, you know, we have to control our narratives and the world really is so small you can really work from home and it is possible. So why not do it from a place where you everything is efficient and convenient yeah. and yes, and you can walk outside and it's, you know, not a problem. You don't feel yeah. like you're constantly followed or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the payoff. You know, with being in the industry, you have that freedom in another country. Mm-hmm. You have your privacy, yeah, which sure. a lot of people don't realize is such a, it, it's very important. It's, it's so valuable. Priceless, uh, your privacy, and, and I'm sure even in filmmaking, and, uh, like it pays off so much as well because, like, you know, you get to experience how they do things there, also, and you mm-hmm. know, you get to get the best out of the stuff that they do and kind of incorporate it in the stuff that you come up with here. So, you know, I true, think it's a win win. Also, dating wise, yeah, hmm. um, uh, dating wise, different there, in here? What about is, it, is it different there? I'm, so, I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not too sure how the dating scene is in other countries than it is. Excuse me. Oh, I've never Mr. dated Worldwide. anyone here. Oh, I'm not sure. The Philippine as well. Why are you so interested? <laughs> Come on, Tones. We didn't meet in the Philippines. We're not going to date in London. <laughs> 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 Don't even go there, Bella. Don't even go there. I'm kidding. No, I, I don't know how to answer the question because I'm not actively dating in London because I am in a relationship. Yeah. It's not like I'm experiencing what it's like to go out okay. and date. I wish, right. you know, like yeah. I have a glimpse of it, but I really don't. Like I've been in a relationship for the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you call this? Um, I forgot what you said earlier. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't that like important. Dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, how is it different there being in, being in another country? How, how, how are things different? You know, being in a relationship outside. I'm really appreciating everything now. Oh no, I was I was gonna say something about what you said, Gino. I, mm. I actually am not also actively working in the industry in London. Like I haven't tried. So I don't oh, okay. know what their work process is yet. So yeah. I think that's something that I would love to look into later on, but just not now. Like I'm really just right. focusing on three six six. Um but um you were saying don't say it's 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 just so different. Like I, I didn't think I would appreciate such trivial things. Like 
because I guess when I when I first left the Philippines, I didn't go straight to London. I traveled for a bit. Like I yeah. feel like I'm really seeing the world because I always have loved traveling. I always used to travel alone, but it feels different now because now I really left with everything. I left with all my stuff. You know, like yeah. I gave everything I didn't need. Um, I let go of everything I had to let go of, and I really felt like just. A traveler. <laughs> I don't know how what, to put that awesome. more. Was, <laughs> was that a long time coming, yeah. or was that a, like a snap decision of sorts? I've been telling everyone, parang since 2017, I've been telling people like I feel like I don't, I, I don't, I don't care. exist here anymore, mm. or like I don't feel alive here anymore, yeah. and I wanna find a new place where I feel alive. And that was the first three months of of. After I left Manila, I mean, I already knew more or less that I wanted to live in London because it was easy for me. I, I, I'm a British citizen, yeah. but um, I kept my options open. Mm. Like, if I wanted to just work in a vineyard in Italy, yeah. like, is that an option for me? Mommy, me tasa lang na. Why not? Sounds like a great thing. No, exactly. Oh, no. I had so much. I just yeah opened up my 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 mind to all of it. Na parang you know accept what's here and where you feel more most comfortable stay there and so that's what i did i just tried to experience everything i could i swam every day like you know things that you're oc about in the philippines like we go to the gym and we have our gym bags full of our skincare with our with yeah. our workout clothes and pang palit after and you want to look good after and you have to load everything into your car I mean, the first few months, I would literally just leave the house with a handbag, yeah. and I'm just—I mm-hmm. would just leave with a swimsuit inside already. And I, if opportunity strikes, I'll swim somewhere swim. and leave, yeah. just like that. Yeah. So, wow. parang, okay. really, you have no clothes on too much anymore. No clothes. It does. Even... I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, gra- grabe. You just leave the house just naked and. <laughs> 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 Wild. Oh, liberated. liberated. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that uh, you found a second win in in life. I know. Thank uh, you. You know, not not everyone gets that opportunity to leave. Uh, I know there are a lot of people. Yeah, who, I'm very thankful. Especially, especially artists. Artists, you know, they feel they've plateaued at one point or another. Even us as yeah. as broadcasters, you you to a point where okay. What's next? And sometimes uh, a yeah. move, a shift, change inspires you, and and hence why this wonderful trailer that we saw just earlier uh, looks fantastic. So uh, yeah. check it out. Uh, so please. it resonates with me. Uh, the whole moving and getting liberated uh, from BGC. I moved to Paranaque. Man, I feel so liberated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you do here. because you went from I see them in the trees. Yeah. They're no, eating my food and stuff. That's, that's, that's a huge difference. Going from a condo to a house. Yeah. That's, that's big. Yeah, yeah that's that is. In that is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually moved before coming to London, before com- before leaving the Philippines, I moved from my house in Mandaluyong to a smaller place in Pasig yeah. to train myself. 
yourself. Right. This is all the space you have. How do you yeah. adjust to this? And so I, I lived in Pasig for I think eight months. months? Mm-hmm. I lived alone for the first time. Yeah. So yeah. So by the time that you had moved already to London, like it was kind of it's easy like breezy for you. I was or, so used or, to it. Okay, that's good to know. I was used to it. Yeah, I, I liked it. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. I feel like my thoughts lo- are not coherent today. I feel like yeah. I'm just flirting out whatever. Hey, it's all good. No, it's no, all good. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we know that you're a busy one. I mean, it, no. I mean, everyone knows that moving from Manila to another country is is not all always rainbows and butterflies. Easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's one of the hardest things, especially moving to a country where everyone is so independent. Yeah, plus you know, conversion. It, 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 another, it, like you, True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, and you convert it into pesos. It's like, what yeah. the hell? Combos cost 500 pesos. I'm stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, but I've there's a payoff to that. A few months ago, I said, this is Yeah, I've really so what stopped some of the, No, but... What was... Yeah, Some of the sorry. obstacles uh, that you went through when you first, uh, obviously, when, when, yeah, when you left. There, there were so, so much. Like, there's really uh, a lot of physical things I I didn't think I was capable of. Like, I feel like I got so physically, emotionally, and mentally strong with this move. Um, even just the dumbest things. Like, the day I really got my keys to my place in London, my my the bed I ordered yeah. didn't arrive on time. Like they, I got an email saying like sorry we're actually sending it to you in in um like five days or so and I was like okay but where am I gonna sleep? Yeah. So I ordered a mattress <laughs> on Amazon that that they could deliver on the same day. <laughs> and I remember like I had to go to a pickup point somewhere um and I had to carry the mattress like for a kilometer and it was heavy because <laughs> it had that air pump with it. Yeah. And I was thinking why am I doing this like, I have so many of those moments <laughs> in Manila you had a car you had a driver like why are you going through this hey that's independence that's freedom yeah but at the end of the day it pays off like I I I don't know there's so much little things and like just getting into the system like being part of their society I guess like signing up being a part of the borough you live in signing up for council tax signing up for insurance like all of that like it feels small and then minuscule I guess if you live somewhere but when you move and there were so many sorry again yeah. I'm not clear but like, there, there were so many chicken and egg moments of like I couldn't open up um, a bank account because I didn't have an address right. but I couldn't get a house to rent because without having a bank account you didn't have a bank account and right. so yeah. I would look li- yeah, so I would literally spend days just like, what do I do? Like, how do I do How this? do I open a bank account uh, exactly. if I don't have an address? How do I have an address if yeah. I don't have a bank account? You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, you can't have a bank account if you don't have a local number and the yeah. SIM card arrives in 14 days but uh. the landlord already wants you to sign in 7 days. Like, yeah. There are so many of those stupid little things of like, ah, it's so hard. And then you yeah. eventually find a way past it, right? So. Yes, there are lots, lots and lots of loopholes like I got into um, I found out about Revolut and things like that that actually pass off as a bank which I never would have known if I just lived in Manila I guess yeah. so things like that but <laughs> I don't know but I think Pinoy's are really discarded. Oh, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> we we are special, but hey, I, I know that you're you're busy. You got to go, but uh, one more time, once you invite everyone to catch uh, three six. Thank you, thank you so much, and thank you guys for having me today. I missed you. I missed the three of you. Um, time. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, to everyone who's listening right now, I am super excited um, to come home soon, and I'm super excited for this movie to come out. Um, I can honestly say this is now one of the favorite films I'm involved in. Like I, I love the process of making this. So I hope you guys enjoy watching it. 366 is out on Viva Maps on April 15. So mag-download na kayo ng Viva Maps. It's available in pretty much every country right now. So yeah, yeah um, go get your Viva Maps and I'll see you guys on April 15. This stars Zanjo Marudo. JC Santos with the special participation of Alma Moreno, Kat Galang, and Yosef Elizalde. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, thanks, go. Bella. <laughs> thanks, Bella. Thank you. Always great to catch up. Bye, guys. Yes. Nice to see you. Bye. Don't, don't be a stranger. Bye-bye. We'll see you when you're in town. We'll catch up. Definitely. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. There you go. 366 uh, Viva Max. All right, we are done and done. Oh, by the way, like to say thank you very much to Honest Junk uh, for the care package that you guys sent. Thank you, thank you very much. Trying out the, the cheese barks, and I have I have yours, uh, Gino and Sam. So I have it uh, here in the house. Oh, thanks, man. This is good. Thanks, Tones, for delivering it, and also thanks for uh, oh, dropping by. Yeah, my, my my friend owns it. She's based in Vancouver now. She was um, uh, her husband's actually a, a partner of mine. At draft so they relocated and are now based in uh, BC so Matt and Celine uh, thank you for BC, delivering like overseas Bikutan? <laughs> Bikutan yes, it's British Columbia they also moved the same time I moved they never came back because right. the kids loved it the kids right. loved I'm sure the open spaces uh, the, the, the parks and yeah 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 and he never he actually doesn't want to come back actually it's the dad that doesn't want to come back he's like yo that's it we're done I've, I've, had, I've had they also the first world I ain't yeah. letting it go <laughs> yeah, he goes yo Is bar club life? life I'm done he goes bar club life I'm done Tones go ahead enjoy I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing nature hiking skiing uh, yeah he's doing the, the all the nature stuff in uh, in British Columbia so enjoy Matt and uh, we'll see you guys soon hopefully <laughs> But thank you for for getting the, for delivering the packages. Yeah, but hey, great great guests today. Uh, had a blast. Had a blast. Yeah, thank you, Gino, for for getting our guest this evening. I'm uh, pretty sure that wasn't me. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I was just here for the ride. Great resource. Yeah. I'm Who was our resource person? Resource for today. Who was the resource? Alvin. Oh, Alvin Fadika. Thank you, Alvin, really? so much. Uh, really now. I was surprised when I saw yeah, her. I, I, I saw her light. I was like, oh, no. What the I I think it was Alvin. Alvin's the one that does uh, all bro. our uh, research. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, she's been, on, she's been at the station a couple times. Yeah. 
We, we oh. we've crossed paths many times. Uh, crossed paths. Crossed paths. Oh, really? Notice That's... how high. You know, <laughs> crossed paths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's been here before. Yeah. No stranger to. Who was that? Oh, we've crossed paths before. And then and then something comes flying across the Cross paths, huh? Now we're. We're civil. Real quick. Totally cool. We're yeah. totally cool. Seems totally cool. Like I it. wouldn't have. Uh, like it. Yeah. No, you yeah, wouldn't well, have. What? You wouldn't have. What? You wouldn't have. What? Continue with your train of thought, man. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd be a hostile environment. You know, <laughs> to put myself on the line. You we, know? we try to put ourselves in a safe space here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tony's not living oh, no, that dangerous not. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, man. Okay that, was, that, was, that was a good... Um, that was a good uh, pairing. Good lineup. Good lineup mm. of guests. Yeah. Good way to start the week. Uh, so we'll catch you again tomorrow. My name is Slick Rick. Uh, this is Tony. Tony. <laughs> I hope we cross spots sometime soon. <laughs> My name is Gino Kilimore. <laughs> you guys stay safe. You know, I'm bago ho ano parang. Uh, hey, it's super nice to meet you. I really hope we cross spots soon. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's we've crossed paths. Uh, we 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 have uh, back in the day. We, we had a pass. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. We don't have a pass. Para, para, I, I'm, I'm confused with the phonetics. Is it cross past no. or, or pass. cross paths? I'm confused, uh, you know. Yeah. Or pass. Cross paths. Let's leave it open ended. You know, like, yeah. you know, you interpret it in whatever way you want to. <laughs> yeah. All, right. That's That's All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye. The official Boys Night Out podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.